Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, November 23rd, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, November 23rd, 2021. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We appreciate you being tuned in. Justin, how are you today? I was really good until you just said that it was November 23rd, and I realized, holy crap, we're almost done with this year. My goodness. Did it, it literally didn't hit me how late it was until the year until right now. Hmm. It sucks. But that means we're quicker to getting through winter, so I'm good with that. It's been some beautiful mornings lately, Justin. I don't know why you're hating on winter so much. <laughs> Had some great sunrises, great te- sunsets. Not even technically winter. So tired of defrosted my car in the morning. Yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> even in the winter. Bad news about the next three to four months, buddy. You were complaining early on if this is really how you feel. It that's, hasn't even been bad. That's how I feel. I hate wintertime. Uh, you, it's wonderful. Best time of the year. You're in big trouble, buddy, because <laughs> we still have a uh, little about a month till winter starts. So that's the good news for you. Unfortunately. Roush, how are you? This is the good part of winter, too, or of the cold season. Like, it's going to get progressively more worse in like January, February when we don't have a lot going on. So I'm doing great. I'm excited for winter. Um, excited for the cold. I still don't have my cold routine down but i am moving much faster in the morning to get out the door that's good yeah that that's great to hear uh, thanksgiving week holiday week today if you didn't mail it in at work to some degree yesterday i can almost guarantee you'll you'll start the process today mm-hmm. and if you're even working tomorrow you won't really be working tomorrow if you know what i mean so roush we're 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 there almost we're mm-hmm. basically there it is Governor's Cup week. The Cats had a basketball game last night. There's always a ton to discuss. This is our first time in studio for this week, and just noticed how great little Howard's looking. Man. <laughs> it's going to stay there. Looking nice and snuggly, too, in that U.K. scarf. Really warm. Yeah. Really warm. So w- I if, think he's prepared for Saturday. If Louisville wins, do, do they have a Louisville scarf to put on it? Who knows what they'll put on it. Mm-hmm. They'll probably defile him. He'll get cold if not. Trevor started yesterday's show on the Mike Rutherford show just giving a very detailed, gory detailed story about him defecating in his pants. This uh, The same one he told me last night. He called me and started telling me all the details. He, I was like, he, Trevor, we're done here. He, he loved it. Like, he, lo- he loved He just loved it. He loved um, in his car. And on the side of the road. Yeah. Why? Why? That's up. That's so. Then they're out like, yeah. Just brought it up every chance he could get. So he's trying. That's nope. how he's previewing Louisville's performance in the Governor's Cup. <laughs> that's how he's getting ready for it. Yeah. So maybe he'll. Well. In the off chance, I mean, someday Louisville's going to beat Kentucky in football again. Won't be this day on Saturday. No. But it no. will in the course of human history. It will happen at some point. If Trevor's the one that gets his grimy little hands on little Howard. We're taking little Howard for a little bath. Yeah. Next time we get him. So don't worry, Howard. Still another year being nice, shiny, and clean. 
Nothing to worry about. Has an oddly shaped head and nose. Now that I'm looking at it in detail, and I yeah, think you you know what I'm talking about. That's um, it's kind of how they they draw the the cartoonish horses though. Uh, the the shadow was what I saw first. Oh, behind it. I don't know if you can see that or not. Uh, yeah, I can't really. Um, but I'm sure it looks very phallic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Tuesday to you. We got a lot to get to. Speaking of Trevor. Mike was just saying, I'm I I I like where momentum's at going in this game, and I don't blame you, Bell fans, for that for what it's worth. Yeah, they, but they, I but Mike smart or sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, relative to three months ago, Louisville fans couldn't ask for a better even a month setup. And a, even a month and a half ago, really, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, that being, it's we'll we'll get we've talked about it yesterday, we'll talk about it today, we'll talk about it all week. You don't have to worry about that. But Mike was saying, I, I I can like the setup of it, and he said as much that, you know, I never would have thought this year this would be what we're looking at, UL being favorite going into this game. I can't help but get 2019 out of my head because it's a really similar situation. Louisville started playing a little mm-hmm. better in the end of that season. Kentucky was slipping up here and there. And I, I he, he was just begging Trevor to tell him why it was different. Why not to have 2019 in his head? Okay. And we're going to play Trevor's answer for you, uh, probably second segment because we don't have it queued up all the way just yet. But all-time bad answer. (laughs) Nobody should be feeling any better after hearing what Trevor Kelsey had to say. And uh, that's kind of where the Louisville fans' mindset's at. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. In the show, get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And then pop out Thornton's. On your way into the office today, coffee. Mm. I popped in before I got hot to cocoa. Big Exports Radio got me a uh, bacon. Once again, no donuts. Burrito. No donuts for the rest of the crew. No, thanks, no, Nick. No. That, that is just kind of classic. I'm getting lunch for the crew. You're today, stopping. So you all can. He does getting lunch for the crew today because you, out of necessity. Uh, out of nice. Out of it. No, out of time, and you were no. being compensated. I, well, I wasn't planning on it. I was just planning on being nice to my friends. Mm, sorry. I will say they've got a new thing there called the Sunrise Scrambler. It's a little bit more pricey, but it's got uh, – I think it's got the works in it. looked like it had I bet sausage you would, I bet you and bacon. The, the price tag on it. I did. I bet you did. What was it, like a buck, buck thirty-seven, like seventy-nine dollars or something. Whoa. Yeah. $5 instead of 4 I was like, wait, what? No college for Dookie. Nope. Did you get it? No, I didn't. I just because I knew I liked the bacon one. Well, how are you going to know if you don't try it? I'll do it next time. There, there will be a next time. Trust me. It is pretty cool that we're at a point in our in human society where it's like I'm going to the gas station to get a delicious breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty great. We've been in that society for a while for what it's no, like. No, 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 no. Oh, God. Well, ever since no. Thornton's decided to step their game up. Right. That Before, it, it oh, used to be been around for a while. Yeah, but like. There was a time where the gas station burrito had a very negative connotation. No longer the case. That was just mm-hmm. from the outside. That was, I mean, you can't worry about what other people think. If no, it's no, good, they, no, they, no, they, they, they were, they were right. They, they, they were, were right. Good. You'd get sick eating gas station food. Like the amount of times I used to eat that garbage Speedway pizza and just get heartburn immediately. Oh yeah, it was just, it was just. But awful. Thornton said, "You know what? What if we dedicate an employee? We'll call him a chef to be in charge of our food, and when people are on the go." traveling across the country or just in a hurry to get to their eight to five what if we had good food and people at thornton said this is a genius idea man let's let's do it let's see if we can do it and they did it 
and very reasonably priced despite what Roush is. You got to remember the source on that sort of stuff. But pop on into Thornton's. Get your coworkers donuts because that's what nice, normal people do. And then text on in, 502-414-1450. Oh, let's talk hoopy ball, the basket cats. They won. Gosh. Man, they are all over those spreads this year, first, too. Uh, first full game clipping in for the Cats. I did a clip in for the Cats, just a first half version earlier this season. Do you feel like the first half is a good amount? Like, that's a good, solid time. But, like, it's not with the way I do it, because I'm not, like, trying to kill myself when the game's You're just going just kind of casually. I just yeah. want my legs moving, really. Yeah. But if you only do a half, then it's it like almost feels like it's not really, minutes. like, an intense workout. It feels like you were just, like, literally getting a light sweat in. So, I don't know. But that being said... With a baby, a, ha- a half is much more practical right, than just right. being like, all right, I'll see you in two hours. Bye. Yeah. You know, I'm heading to the basement. But I don't know. It was 30 miles, though. It was nice. I liked it. Wow. And that game was freaking horrible. Horrible. There's no doubt in my mind if I would have not been on the Pelotron, I would have just been on the couch on my phone, probably missing part of the game because I wouldn't have been paying attention. Oh, at one point. so boring. At one point times. in the second half, I was we were just Duke's baby book came in. The mail yesterday, so we were just looking at that. I would have, I would have yeah. gladly joined you all with, with Duke's <laughs> baby book at the time because up until I don't know, like it seemed like maybe 14 minutes in the second half when Kentucky kind of took it up to another level, just a sloppy Monday night basketball game against an 0-4 team. Yeah, it, like they, they with eight scholarship players, mind you. Like I, they they weren't totally invested into it. I understood that. I wasn't mad about that. Their shots weren't falling, which that will happen from time to time. Better in a crappy game against a crappy opponent like last night. And then they did get their they they kind of they they got that little tick in them, and they turned it on, and they got to they you know they it was kind of that buffer zone game of what like fourteen points, twelve to fourteen points for most of that game, sixteen points. Yeah. And then they kicked it into a twenty point lead, and and, and you knew it was over. You knew it was over even in the buffer zone portion of the game. Uh, but they they did they did find that level, so that was nice to see. It was it was it was surprising that they made it to eighty six points. Is that right? Yeah. Like I I couldn't believe that when it, when they got to that point because the offense just uh, can look a little can it, look like nothing's happening for I, a lot of it. I agree, and I'm trying to like because this will it, like it's got to be a Calipari thing. It, it, it's it's twofold, too. It's part of the way that they were defending versus what Kentucky wants to do offensively. But even some of the stuff Kentucky was doing defensively. I swear, I can't be convinced otherwise that Calipari doesn't just try to put some of his players in really tough situations just out of the notion of, well, it's early season, get uncomfortable, learn different things. Because Kentucky was taking just so many contested shots, and then on the flip side, Albany was taking very few contested shots. And I was like, how are they getting better yeah, looks yeah. than Kentucky? This isn't right. I, I, I have a theory of why they were getting open looks. While Kentucky wasn't getting as many clean looks, and of course part of this is just the fan way of thinking, I'm sure Kentucky had more open looks than we thought. Yeah, And, and, they, and they missed a lot of and open And you're going to be, when the game's just kind of potting along, you're just kind of looking for something to find. Like, yeah. what's, what's wrong here? Because and, – and I think what it is is there's a lot of let's push the ball off the court really fast, but there's when when that when nothing materializes from that, it's kind of like let's swing it around once, 
and then there might be like an ISO book by somebody, and then you give, and then with if, if nothing's still there with eight seconds left, Wheeler just tries to take somebody one on one and create something out of nothing. I, I was gonna say I kind of feel like when they push it in transition, they can't they can't really stop. Even if they do stop, it's still gonna be like you don't see the the shot clock get under 15 for the most part. Even if it's not there, they may force something. And even if they try to go in, there's nothing there, and they kick it out, What I was it's agreeing quick, with you that yeah. it's like one dribble, pass, and then somebody will shoot like a 17-footer, usually Keon Bruce. That, yeah, that, that a lot too, yeah. And um, even, you know, Oscar's making them, but he take he, you know he doesn't mind a nice contested I just, outside shot. I just think that in general this team is the most unlike any Calipari team, and offensively, the dribble drive, what like you don't have dribble dribblers or drivers. You have severe wheeler, right? And Tata can get in, and you know, especially last night, no mints. Like there's, you just don't have the creators you typically do. So hey, let's run some some sets for some folks to get just some base easy open shots. Like, and it, it doesn't have to be world changing. It it only you only need like three or four screens, but any sort of action to just get Kellen Grady a flare screen, and then. I don't know. If they start cheating, just slip the screen. Like, there's just a lot of stuff to get easy open looks for your shooters that they don't get. Now, they eventually started getting more open threes, but like that first five, 10 minutes, they weren't even shooting threes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, we got to do something here that's just not, all right, it's kind of willy nilly motion space and go. That sort of freelancing, I understand why you want. To have that type of offense when you're playing with a bunch of six foot eight lengthy freshmen who've never played college basketball before. All right, you you want to give them some freedom to be able to just play. You don't want them to think a lot. This team's got a lot of old dudes. All right, just you can run plays. You can you can go get them open. And I think that's where uh, I'm really going to be frustrated if by SEC play they don't have some sets to run when things get stale when they inevitably do offensively in SEC play. I'm guessing that they will, and I'm guessing there's going to be stretches in SEC play where Kentucky's offense looks a little stagnant or it's a little frustrating. And there was a point, I think it was like under four or the under 16 TV timeout to start the second half. So we had seen 24 minutes of basketball where I was just thinking to myself that, like, this is not good. Kentucky's too, well, it's not like the end of the world, but Kentucky's playing too sloppy, all this stuff. But kind of reminds me of some previous Kentucky years where it's just like, what more can you do when outside shots aren't falling? At that point, Dante Allen was like 0 of 3. He, he finishes 0 of 5 from deep. Kentucky, I think, was 2 of 10 when I was kind of thinking that. They had hit their first two, and then they'd missed eight straight. They finished 5 of 15, 33%. It, it, it certainly can and will be better at other points in the season. As Roush mentioned, you didn't have a Davion Mintz playing, who's a good outside shooter, and I, I doubt we'll ever see Dante Allen go 0-5 from the three again. But I, I, that was part of it as well, is why I think the offense and things weren't looking all that great. It was like, well, that's just the difference of making shots versus not making shots. At It, it was a nine-point game in the first half. If Kentucky won, you know, let's say – Nine of those turnovers, four of them aren't turnovers, and they end up being points, being a little conservative, really. But And let's say two or three of those are twos, one's a three, so you got nine points. Okay, then you're looking at an 18-point halftime lead. That 
that's that's much more closer to the norm. That's much closer to par of what we were expecting for Kentucky against Albany. Uh, so I think it was uh, simply the offense at times looked really bad because just the shots weren't falling. And if you aren't making those shots, then then you're coming up with empty possessions and and you go on to live another day. I've got more questions and issues with what Kentucky's doing defensively. And at the end of the day, they give up 61 points. That's going to win it most of the time, almost regardless of who you're playing, you would think at least. I don't understand. I don't understand it really at all. I mean, I've got a few theories. Why he is Calipari is so insistent on his guys helping as if Kentucky is Albany and Albany <laughs> is Kentucky. Yeah. Like, you know, we've, we've talked about this on the show before. Texters on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450 have heard it before too. Calipari's mindset when he coming to Kentucky, and I, I think it's still this to this day, is I've got better players, so let's not make this thing fancy or weird or wacky. My five versus your five, we're not going to do anything special. We're just going to go out there and beat you. Totally not doing that, at least last night, and he's done it a couple other times this season, where it's just basically, hey, if let's say you're Wheeler, I'm Ty Ty, and Justin's Grady. All right, Justin's guarding the ball. Grady's guarding the ball. Me and you are still covering our guys, but with a ton of shade and cheat and help over towards Justin and Grady. Y'all don't trust my defense. It is that. I mean, at the end of the day, it is that. It's not trusting one person to be able to guard, so let's make sure we've got a few people over there to help in case that happens. But what it's really doing, and I think anybody's anybody that's a big basketball fan, I think their initial reaction is thinking, oh, well, what ends up happening is Justin's guy will get by him, Roush and TJ come over to help, and then boom, two guys are left wide open. That's true, and that is happening. But what was really frustrating last night and why Calipari can't do this in any meaningful game is it wasn't Justin making me and Roush come over to him. What he was doing wasn't even making Roush and I commit one way or another, but he'd pass it to mine or Roush's guy. We're playing so far off that person because we're helping cheat over to the other side that that, that we're already beat on our own guy. Because the second that we have to come out and guard them, either they just need one pivot step to really get by us. That's what Kentucky's doing with their players. There's cheating over so much to help other their their teammates mm-hmm. that they are sacrificing their own defensive integrity the second that their man gets the ball because they're already out of position. Calipari's forcing his guys to be out of position to help one person when in reality it's hurting sometimes four other people on the floor in terms of where they need to be defensively, did it way too so, often last night, and it led to so many open shots for Albany. Too many. I, I'm wondering if some of the, the – if Cal feels the need to do that because um, – you do that when you don't have a rim protector. You have more help to kind of stop the, the drives. Now you, you end up giving up more open jump shots. Maybe that's a risk Cal's willing to take. You Maybe it's also that against Albany, right? But, you know? Yeah, like, but it's, it's also practicing. like it, it could be just the November, like we're, we're kind of practicing getting ready for this. And also to kind of um, – you the, the, the principle of help, like just the word help defense, it's kind of uh, 
we want to get everybody willing to be a good teammate in November. Kind of preaching the thinking about your other player first. So yeah. maybe being overly helpful in November, there, there's a lot more to that than you know, give allowing some some open jump shots. I can't help but think that that's. I mean, that's got to play a role in it because if you can't have all five of your guys defend all five of Albany, and maybe you could have Oscar play off a little bit, but really, like Grady and Wheeler and Washington and even Brooks and even Dante Allen, who's not a great defender, who we'll we'll talk more about on today's show on Kentucky Roll Call. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. All those guys against Albany. If I was Calipari, here's what I would say is, hey, you all are picking them up. You don't have to pick them up full court, but I don't, you know, at least half court. And I, I want you all to be pressuring. And if you can't guard them from 25 feet away from the basket, this is the time we need to know that stuff. We need to know who can guard the crappy Albany, no offense to Albany, the crappy Albany players, and we need to know who can't. And that will give us a better idea of when we're playing some better teams, who can do what and who can't. And then we'll know based on if you can or can't guard these people if we need to help if you're in the game or if we don't need to help if you're in the game. I just think this is a good time to learn who can defend by themselves without thinking, hey, I've got two teammates coming in to close down and collapse in on them. So just a little dorky X and O basketball talk, but that was one thing that I thought led to way too many open Albany shots and and putting some defenders in bad spots that didn't necessarily have to be in bad spots. It was a 25-point win against Albany. You got a point. You got a pick and point out some things you know yeah 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 um and we need to get to a break i do i do think i figured out dante allen though i liked what he was doing for missing five yeah. shots to be honest he played with a little heart and hustle what do you what do you what'd you figure out this a tease yeah oh wow love it all right we'll get roush's tease we'll continue to talk basketball i got one or two other little things that stood out from last night's Kentucky win over Albany, and then it is Governor's Cup week. Cats and cards. Oh, they're already making excuses over there. And we already had we had the coaches talk, and was there a controversy as well? This is a week you'll you'll get some interesting quotes as the week goes on. So it's gonna be a fun show today. You're not gonna want to go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. As chairman of the welcoming committee, it is my privilege to extend a laurel and hearty handshake to our new Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. There we go. Fun first segment. We'll have more fun throughout the show today. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. Roush, you teased us real good. We're all ready for the payoff. Dante Don- Allen Don- is, is an elite shooter. Correct. Right. Well, well, you know, 05. But Dante Allen, he shoots like a... Power five college basketball player. Everything else about his game was maybe, I think it started at like an Ohio Valley level. 
But now it's creeping up to like a Mac level. He's getting close. Maybe in a year he'll be at Power Five level. Maybe just Big East next year. Maybe maybe Power Six. But he's 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 creeping closer, and he's trying hard. But it's just not. It's it's like he knows what to do. He just still can't do it yet. Like whenever there's a loose ball and he sees Damian Collins, he's like, "Oh, I'll throw the lob up to him," and it just hits the top of the backboard. It was one like of the worst alley oop passes of all time. Just, we all love Dante Allen. One of the worst throws of all time. So Lucky bad. that stayed inside Rupp Arena. Yeah, I mean, he looked like Joe Milton out there <laughs> trying, to, trying to throw a Hail Mary. I mean, it was it was bad. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of things that Dante does look good for a little bit, and then it's like he's got the touch of a bull in a china shop. It's just, it's just not there. He's, he's of, of mice and men, just trying to hold on to that mouse too tight. What? What was that guy's name? It's Lenny, and I think you're thinking of Graves of Raps. Oh, it's a rabbit. Yes, gotcha. Tin, I thought it was tin, much. Tin the rabbits. I thought it was much more. Yeah, literal. we'll tin the rabbits, Lenny. You just turn around and don't mind this pistol I've got here. <laughs> Spoiler alert! No, no, no. <laughs> but I feel like that's where Dante is. Da- like the other parts of his game are catching up, but they've got a long way to catch up. And you see the effort. You see him trying. You see the hustle. And I mean, even defensively, he gets after it. And then just like would we'll get his feet completely tied up, and a guy just blow it right by. I love that play where you know he dives on the floor, gets the ball, yeah. starts the lead up. I get what you're you're basically saying. He's becoming more polished, but still, just his body is not fluid with a Power Five player's body. Just v- yet. Very Bambi esque on the ice. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree with you. And at the end of the day. Dante Allen will be in a basketball game to hit three pointers. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see in a game where he doesn't, and Kentucky needed him to get some valuable minutes. I, I, I've got a whole issue with minutes as well, but again, I don't want to like force takes. But you don't need Wheeler and Washington playing thirty-eight and thirty-nine minutes collectively. Like, and if you don't feel good enough about Kareem Watkins or Zampain going in there for like three or two minute stretches, even in the first or second half. Then don't get don't have them on the team. Don't have walk-ons that you feel like you can't trust to put in a meaningless out of conference game with big leads. I something like injuries can happen anytime. Doesn't matter if a kid plays 39 minutes or plays four minutes. It's just sometimes luck that goes into all that stuff. But we're all gonna feel really, really dumb and upset if Kentucky's up 26 against a bad, bad team and somebody gets hurt with 45 seconds left. Just saying, I just I don't like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. got off into that little tangent. We can bury that and be done with it for all that it's worth. But Dante Allen's going to be in to hit threes. He's not going to be in to do those other things. Right. Still, but you not can a keep bad him thing. on the floor yeah. longer. If exactly. He's, if he's... Probably a longer leash of mistakes if he is at least showing heart and hustle and some of that stuff. Yeah, he's putting it together. I thought last night was his best bad shooting game in his UK career. It's not really saying much. It was a very ho-hum stat line, but I just I, it was I think it was good to see him diving on the floor, doing those things, playing hard, throwing ninety foot alley oops, but staying engaged because we've seen him miss some shots and just be completely unplayable. And defensively, he's trying his best. I don't again I I don't think Kentucky needs to play as much help defense on his defenders as they've been doing. Let him let him go out there and do his own thing. If he ends up getting beat, he gets beat. Well, especially not against Albany especially not the great danes <laughs> they are pretty great though those danes um can i tell you one thing that was fun that happened that nobody probably saw last, last night after the game uh free chicken sandwiches 
Yeah, we got those. Bless you. Thank you very much. Um, Kellen Grady is, he's just an interesting character. Very fascinated by him. He went to the post-game interviews yesterday. And uh, turns out the whole team calls him Granddad. Uh, which is just, Granddad's fun. Like, that's what my my grandmother, how she called her her granddaddy. You know, like, back in the mountains in, like, the early 20th century. So I love that they got granddad instead of, like, grandpa or something else. Like, that's a great nickname. Um, but it also sparked, so he started talking about how he liked uh, gangster films. And, uh, or no, Jerry Tipton asked, are you a Marlon Brando fan? Oh, my gosh. I am. The Godfather is one of my favorite movies. I'm big in old-time gangster movies, the mafia stuff. What's uh, that product of? I don't know. It fascinates me, organized crime. I can go on a tangent, so let's leave it at that. Go I just, on a tangent, baby. I, I was. I, I really wanted him to uh, to go on that 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 tangent. He's a uh, basically. We just had a long conversation between Jerry Tipton and Kellen Grady talking about gangster movies. Tipton's more of a Godfather two than Godfather one guy, but you know, Grady on the ha- other hand, bigger Godfather guy, and also just organized crime guy. Doesn't he strike you as a type that like? When I look at Kellen Grady, he could have been... Did you ever see the Rocky World Michael Jackson video, TJ? I don't think I did. It's, it's a great one. It's like the last one before he was just was completely done. Mm-hmm. It's a gangster one. They had Chris Tucker in it. Oh. He looks like he could play the gangster role with the with the uh, the wide, crisp hats. Like Grady, Grady would fit in that music video well. So um, I, I just... I love that we got a long, long conversation between Kellen Grady and Jerry Tipton about gangster movies because that's what these November... Basketball games are for just random stuff like that. Yeah, they, it really is it's between two granddads. You, you, you learn a lot, um, Jerry Tipton. God, God bless him. Which, if y'all want a fun exercise, just go to Jerry Tipton's Twitter profile, click on media, and just scroll down at all of his pictures. It's hilarious. It's just all one picture. Find something. Find something you love as much as Jerry Tipton loves taking pictures. I like of that Jack got the video crowds. of him taking the picture. Yes, was, that's great. And like it, you can't really see Jerry's face, but you just you know he's proud of himself. Oh, he's like, smiling he, he's ear to ear. You know it's what he was looking forward to all day, yeah. just getting the chance to take a picture of the crowd. About Apparently, seven minutes before the game, he was uh, he was he was interviewing folks in Rupp Arena before the game. So I'm sure we're gonna oh, get a gosh. we're gonna get another crowd story. Harold Lever, Leader's got that beat covered. Oh, just going to get fans? Yeah, I wish that they were better games. Fans say they wish they were seeing better games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no duh. Like, you know, if I'm at Rupp Arena, would you rather be watching this game or in the exact same spot watching North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> I'd much rather be watching that one as well. Um, you know what, though? You know who's playing some good games is uh, our, our friends in the Hotlands at Bellarmine. Played Gonzaga last week. Got well, they haven't won a game yet. They lost by 40. Last night, though, they covered. They, they were 22-and-a-half-point well. dogs. Played tough. It was played a 10-point game with three minutes to go, I think. Ended up losing by 13. Yeah, they, they, they hung in there tough. Lost by 13 to UCLA. I bet shenanigans was uh, going wild last night. How about our boy Tony Barbie almost getting doubled up by Gonzaga? 107 oh, wow. to 54. Wow. Central Michigan, is that Kentucky's next? No, it's North Florida Friday and, and then Central, Central Michigan, Michigan Monday. Yeah. I was all right with the Monday game last night because it's Thanksgiving week, but I think today is Wednesday, and that's because of UK basketball. Really? And that's not my fault. 
That is UK basketball. That's UK's fault. fault. But I can live with it because I mean it's a short week, anyways. Everything's going to be all right. Next Monday is going to be tough. Yeah, that's going to be tough because mm-hmm. it'll be a full week coming off a holiday. And then week. You just you got a and, game that night, and then we're like, going to the whole schedule, the whole thing's going to be off. And, and then it, what man, are we going to talk about on Thursday? Next yeah, Sunday, my you know? God, yeah, just nothing, absolutely nothing. We UK won't even won't know ha- the bowl destination. We'll know the bowl destination. God, that's going to be just awful. KRC vacation. <laughs> hey, we got some PTO we need to take. If something doesn't happen the way we want it this weekend. Maybe we just take the KRC vacation next week. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, well, you would, can buy you some time. I'm be, good with that. Would be an absolutely hilarious troll if Kentucky loses, just not do radio for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had vacation plans. We had it planned, regardless yeah. of the outcome of the game. We had it planned. Yeah, oh. but uh, he's not going to lose. It's a little well. We got it. We got to hear from the big guy. But you know what? All right, I, let me set this up again for you. Mike Rutherford of the Mike Rutherford Show, three to six on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, don't agree with often a lot that that he says, um, but. He is the most reasonable U of L fan out there. One of them. One, I, I, yeah, he, he's one of them. But even, even the reasonable U of L fans, you can still be like, okay, you're still wrong about this, though. You, st- uh, you, you're not seeing this the correct way. But neither here nor there. He is saying, I like, I like where things are heading in this game. I'm not scared or not nervous. I, I want to get that out there. But I can't help but think that this is a similar setup to 2019, and we were completely and totally outclassed in 2019. Trevor said, I will convince you not to be worried about that. Here's what he had to say. This weekend, I don't. All right, a lot has changed in two years. And for starters, one, Louisville defensively, and, and I agree 100% with what you're saying because you have, they do have a similar eerie feel. But when you look at what Louisville was playing better going into that game, Louisville's still giving up some points in those games. They're playing better defensively, especially statistically defensively against similar teams. We're not giving up. We're not beating Syracuse 56-34, beating them 41-3. Fair point. We, yes, and you could say, well, you just give up 22 to Duke. Yes, and what? Two of those touchdowns didn't count. 19 of the points came when it was we had already scored 60 points. It was over. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky defensively is not what they were two years ago. And they're not healthy. And they're not healthy, and you and they can they can blame injuries all they want. That's fine. You want to put a little asterisk next to it? That's cool. I don't care. Asterisk can sit there and wave next to the victory for Louisville. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> we'll need to. Everybody save gets hurt Monday. Every everybody hurts says REM because they'll have an excuse. And so they already have one. Kentucky is they're not sick. as good defensively, and yes, Kentucky is. is it was you know, they don't have Lynn Bowden. You can oh. say I'm bashing Will Levis. You can say Just I'm bashing real quick. Chris uh, Rodriguez, Kentucky. Has a quarterback, but they don't have Lynn Bowden. Offense more versatile (laughs) in a million times over, but they don't have Lynn Bowden. They have a quarterback who can pass the football. Continue, Trevor. Whatever. But they was a different kind of style that a different offensive line and a big and a different defensive line that Kentucky had that year than they do two years now, and so was Louisville. Now maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong occasionally. It's definitely wrong in my menu items on Thursday. <laughs> but in this case, I don't think I'm wrong watching these teams. Because here's the thing. The SEC, Kentucky, the SEC even two years ago that Kentucky played was better than this year's two years ago. 
And certainly that, debatable. Seeing them have similar issues against a weaker SEC makes me feel more confident. Okay. Um, you did a really good job. All right. Uh, he so, didn't do a good job, no. Mike. He didn't do a good job at all. Saying that Kentucky struggled against a weaker SEC this year, they were seven and five in twenty nineteen, and they're 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 eight and three. Yeah, they have a winning record this year in the SEC. They did not then, so that's just patently false. Secondly, uh, I believe Kentucky will have if Florida wins this Saturday, they will have eight bowl teams on their schedule. So all of the oh, the schedule's weak. Everybody's down. Like. A lot of teams playing in the postseason. So his overall rationale, don't worry about 2019 because Kentucky's not as good defensively, which they're not overall as right. good defensively. They're not as good defensively. They don't have Lynn Bowden, and L's better defensively is why Trevor thinks L will win. No mention of the trenches. No mention. Other than the, their lines are different. Like, they, oh, they have different players. They are different. Yeah. Yeah. But what? But what did you? What? What? What makes you think that the gap, which was so so wide, has been brought back enough where not only U of L can make this game competitive, but flip it around and win? And then they have this really really hard time admitting UK is a good offense. Like they don't no, want no, to. They, they 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 can't. They no. and I don't know why they can do it. Literally, if we could play more of their show yesterday. They like they eventually would get got around to being like Will Levis is an okay quarterback, which we'll talk more about. No, Will, Will Levis, Levis is as um, good as you say things about Cunningham. You have to about Levis. He just throws a few more interceptions, probably. He does throw more interceptions. Kentucky's all like the hell. Three of them are at least tip pass, you know. But Kentucky's offense has been able to put up points against everybody not named Georgia. Mississippi State was just their worst game of the year, so we'll throw that one in there as well. And then they, against Georgia, they did a lot of things that no other teams this season has been able to do. There's also something that's just really annoying about this whole, whoa, the lead-up's going well. I guess I should say the back half of the season. So you, you beat re- two really bad teams, right? You beat Syracuse and Duke. Mm-hmm. Kentucky fans, the, the lingering sense of just like, uh is because they lost three games in a row, correct? Correct. Well, if you go back to that same time frame for Louisville, they beat Boston College, and then they lost to NC State and lost to Clemson. They blew leads in that game. They gave up 30 points apiece. Clemson hasn't scored points all year, and they scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. And yet I'm supposed to believe that Louisville has a good defense. If you're looking at the teams that are most similar to Kentucky on L schedule, Ole Miss... Boston or NC State and Clemson. Yeah, yeah. They think that Syracuse and Kentucky are very similar because Syracuse, because <laughs> Syracuse With likes Garrett Schrader because Syracuse likes to run the ball. Syracuse and Duke are the equivalent of Vandy and South Carolina. Yeah, that's that, that's that's not that's not far off. Except, no. and I, I don't think Syracuse is going bowling. Um, they're close to that. Um, but that's a, that's actually I like that, Justin. That's a good. <laughs> But if you look at the teams most closely built to Kentucky, Clemson, NC State, and Ole Miss, they went 0-3 in those games and lost by a combined carry of the one, 39 points. Yep. And that's with a huge comeback against Ole Miss, not to make that number like 60. Yeah, and uh, Kentucky also better offensive line than than Clemson's offensive line. They still have an All-American at right tackle. They've got a six-year guy. Playing center that's been ejected from this game before, which still cracks me up. Uh, Great interview. 
and like future first round, uh, you know, future NFL guy at left tackle as well. Kentucky still has the advantage in the trenches there, big guy. The the one thing about all of this that I, I I think you are right is that like the undervaluing of the Kentucky offense. They they can't bring they, they it's got to be like hey yeah they are a solid rushing team but that's all that they are. Kentucky's passed it better than they didn't mention Wando Robinson for almost like an hour yesterday, as if like he is like a non-existent he, presence. In he this is game. the best athlete on the field Saturday, and there's no question about it. Yeah, you can make a case for Cunningham. Well, here, here's I think the best case you can make for this game. Period. Um, and w- we were talking about with Freddie yesterday, where it's like you know the quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. Cunningham and Levis, they're pretty close, right? Like you can make a case for either side. You would probably give Cunningham maybe a slight edge, but you'd give him the edge because the numbers. But they cancel each other out for the most part. Now, what do they have around them? You taking any one of Cunningham's running backs, receivers, or blockers? That's over, the thing. Yeah. Like, the, like the, I can't. If you're I, ranking like the threats to have big games in this game from an offensive standpoint. Cunningham probably number one, mm-hmm. and then I don't know the next six are UK players. May it might yeah. may quite I, literally be the next six. I don't even know players. if I could like who is who is Louisville's best offensive player besides Cunningham? Probably Jordan Watkins. Exactly, and he's that would be maybe I, him I or Marshawn Ford, the tight end. Yeah, like you, I would put uh, Rodriguez, Robinson, Ali. Hell, Cummings, I would take. In the same breath as those guys, as, as their as Ford and for sure, yeah, yeah. Like so, I, that that's the part they, of they it. They just Louisville has this weird like mental. They can only compliment Kentucky so much without like, or without prefacing it with some sort of. I, they're okay, like with putting kitty gloves on it or something like that. It, it's so weird. The the storyline for this game, and Kentucky fans don't have a tough time admitting this stuff. Like they, the Kentucky fans call out their team's flaws a lot easier and better than Louisville fans do, almost to a point of it being obnoxious. But the, this is the game. It's not too terribly difficult to figure out. Kentucky's going to be able to score on Louisville, most likely at will. Will turnovers stop that? That's a storyline. Okay, fair enough. Kentucky turns the ball over entirely too much. Louisville's going to be able to score on Kentucky at times, and they will most likely have several big plays. Who wins Saturday is what defense does more. Because the offenses should go in these games feeling really confident. And if either one of them goes into this game not feeling confident, that will be the team that loses. It's whatever defense gets more stops. And I feel more confident about Kentucky's defense because of its size and because of its speed, and because of its athleticism, and because it more closely resembles the defenses of an NC State, a Clemson, has more talent than an Ole Miss, different philosophy, but more talent than an Ole Miss, similar. Those three teams beat Louisville. Those three teams made Louisville's offense not look very good. Nope. So the question of what happens, they can discredit Kentucky's offense, Will Levis, the – Whatever you want. There is truth to the fact Kentucky turns the ball over entirely too much. Yeah, and that's probably the thing you beat over the head the most. And, hey, but you know what? And I think Louisville's gone two games without a turnover. Oh. There's a little weird part of me that likes this going into it. I love it. You know, three? Like, Wasn't it three? Is it three games? Yeah, it could be. that's what they said yesterday. That's what I love that. Get, please. Yeah. So they're definitely going to have a turnover, right? 
I mean, you would think like, okay, one team, watch out for all the turnovers. This other team, they haven't turned it over in forever. I could totally see a multiple turnover game for the Cards. As this week's gone on, Roush, and I've thought more about it, talked more about it, read more about it, heard more about it, feel good about feeling better about Saturday. It also reminded me that I'm in the state of Indiana right now. Oh yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was waiting for this morning to. Oh, uh, to I, I was going to drive over yesterday, and I was like, "Well, we'll be in tomorrow. I'm sure the line won't change too much." Right, right. That was kind of my line of thinking as well. I, um, I, I was surprised that some more money came in on Louisville, but like, like Kentucky's getting two and a half points, but it's only plus one ten on the money. Oh, another. I don't know if you listened kind yesterday, weird. Justin, at all. Uh, I was that. That was the part I listened to, but then to kind of sync it up and. For today's show, I, I listened a little bit more, um, and I did see the text on the Thornton's text line. They're under the impression Kentucky fans are mad about the line. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Th- what, they're like outraged about the line. That, that's what every Louisville person thinks as understand. well. Nobody's outraged about the line. We're happy about the line. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. Confused. No, well, okay, there might be some of that, but there's the thing Kentucky fans oh, love to do as well is they're like, man, it would be a real shame if so and so saw this. Like, and they, like, tag Will Levis or Vince Merrow or somebody. You know, like, that – Kentucky fans love to do that. They do. Um, not as much as Louisville loves to make excuses, though, because if you recall, TJ, last time these two teams played in 2019, they they had players with the stomach flu. And when I – Rumbly tumblies. You, sorry, they had players <laughs> with the rumbly tumblies. Thank you. And when I informed the world that they had players with the rumbly tumblies, they said <laughs> – Oh, fake news Frank over here. Oh, this KSR guy. What an idiot. They lose by 32. When Bowden has 400 yards rushing. Three days later. You know what? Nick Rash, Kentucky Sports Radio. That was some good journalism because the cards did have the rumbly tumblies. They had them. After insulting you all day that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year, fast forward two years, Scott Satterfield, he's really grown as a football coach. He's learned his lessons. He knows that if he's going to use the rumbly tumblers as an excuse, he has to say on Monday, the week before the game, that, oh, man, we got some some rumbly tumblers going around our locker room. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be okay by Saturday. Really, just uh, you got to tip your cap to the guy. That's that's showing. He didn't say we don't know if we'll be okay by Saturday. <laughs> he said we hope that it's we're on because it was going into the Duke game as well. He said we hope that it's on the the way out. We hope it's on the way out. Well, it's probably been on the way out. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but they did say that the flu is going around U of L again. This is similar to two years ago, although they did not get out in front of that one. Is this where? Is this how Lamar got his? his oh yeah. You know, yeah. maybe Lamar is patient zero. Wow, there's to isolate him. Could be onto something there. Kind of weird. Wasn't he at his game, but he was sick? How how can you be so sick that you can't play, but you can beat at the game? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, kind of weird. Kind of weird. But I just appreciate that uh, Louisville really really getting out, making their excuses early before they get boat raced at Papa Murphy's Cardinal Stadium. 7.30 Saturday night. Uh, weather is looking better. Oh, Still yeah. going to be, be a chilly, crisp, but well, like 30-ish degrees. It was looking like lows were going to be like in the 20s, but uh, now low 34 and high of 50 that day. 
So it's obviously still going to be really cold at night, but better than it was. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so, well, it's only Tuesday. We're sandwiched between low of 23 on Thanksgiving, low of 27 on Friday, low of 29 on Sunday. So I'm guessing it's just going to be cold. going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Any football take inside on cold weather and if that impacts the game? Yeah, benefit Kentucky. You think. You, Malik, that's a Malik little Cunningham, tougher in the trenches, right? Right, and also, how many games have you watched Malik Cunningham play where he misses at least a series because he has an owie? Like, that, ha, those owies happen a lot more when you're getting face masks to the hands and elbows and whatnot. They do. Yeah. yeah. So They sting yeah. more anybody that's played sports or just really been outside in cold weather Yeah, can, can relate. All right, uh, we've got a jam-packed Thornton's text line that we're going to hit a break here and go to an hour number two. A lot of good stuff there to get to. We'll talk more cats, cards, whatever else is on your all's mind. And we need to talk a little bit about the uh, Scott Satterfield had more to say yesterday. So as this week goes on, there'll be more rivalry, trash talk back and forth. We've got more of that to discuss in hour number two. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kale. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. It's Taco Tuesday. Hit up Salsaritas. If not for lunch or dinner today, keep them in mind for all your catering needs. Salsaritas will not let you down. You don't have to worry about it catching on fire in the oven, or maybe you're just not a very good cook. Let Salsaritas take care of everything. They can cater. No Thanksgiving party too big. No Thanksgiving party too small. Maybe you're looking for something for the game on Saturday. Cats and cards, that's one thing both blue and red can agree on is that Salsaritas is the bomb.com. You can download the app, Salsaritas, anywhere you get your apps. It's going to save you some money. It's going to save you some time when you order. And they do free delivery on catering or lunch or dinner. That's always really cool. Uh, That's something that I don't think a lot of people know about. So I, I talked my boss into getting Salsaritas catered for our holiday party at work. Oh, good call, yeah. Justin. Did you get a little kickback on that? Uh, well, we haven't got it yet, so it's going to be in December sometime. But we're definitely doing Salsaritas. I haven't heard about the Big X party. Yeah, might not be bigger next year. After I'm all. I'm getting booked up. Different holiday this, holiday that. It would just end up being like us three drinking beer anyways. <laughs> oh, Trevor will be there. Will he? Oh, he's, really? he said last night he was looking forward to the Christmas party. He says a lot of things. He says a lot of things. <laughs> it's true. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'm ready to get to the Thornton's text line, but Roush, if you have anything else you want to... Um, I've got a few things written down, but I'm... 
but I'm ready to text it up. I, I think we should mention a few things from Mark Stoops' press conference. I, I like that he said we have to introduce some of these guys to the rivalry. Um, just because the absence of it last year, you've got two classes worth of guys who haven't played in this game before. So um, he didn't say exactly how, but they will be quite familiar with it once the game week starts. Um, I guess that was yesterday, Monday afternoon. The other part to it, though, is Stoops has never won to kind of downplay its significance. and He talked a lot about recruiting and stuff yesterday, uh, which, by the way, Barry and Brown deciding Wednesday. So put that in your tickler file for tomorrow. But Stoops also is going to be reminding these guys, like, you, A, you can't beat Louisville on Monday or Tuesday just being mad at them all week. you got to prepare the right way so you can beat them on Saturday. Being pissed off at them isn't just it, – it isn't going to do it for you. And you also got to remember that you're playing for more than just beating Louisville and keeping that trophy here. You're playing for a nine-win season. They've Outback only had Bowl. five nine-win seasons New Year's Day Bowl. since they 1949. 22 years, 21 years, whatever it is. And you've only been to two New Year's Day Bowls in – Yep. Since what, 77, something like that? Who could forget? Yeah, so – there, there's a lot more that Kentucky's playing for, which I think is something that our, our our friends at Louisville need to be reminded of. That like Kentucky's playing for something because they have a good football team. Louisville, this is the difference between the pinstripe or the Fenway Bowl. Fenway Bowl, yeah. yeah. Which baseball stadium are you going to play in cold weather? Or maybe El Paso. Oh, the helicopter Armed Forces Bowl, military, one of those. I get I get the helicopter, the Armed Forces, and the military mixed up. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's I think that's well said. I think that's well stated. And a lot was made over quite literally nothing yesterday when, of course, it was Deputy Doofus who takes a Scott Satterfield quote out of context Definitely to make it look it. Yeah. to make it look like like, oh, throwing shade at Kentucky. Coaches are being asked about the future of this rivalry because conferences could go to nine conference games. Yep. That squeezes the out of conference just a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a fair question. It's a fair question to ask Stoops. It's fair to ask Satterfield. I'm all right with that. And Satterfield's quote, his answer asked about what uh, what do you think is going to end up happening if conferences go to nine games. It's been a big debate about how you schedule your non-con games. It will be interesting to see if we go to nine conference games. That's a dilemma for administrators. When you look at who we've played in the non-conference and who UK's played, it's a different philosophy. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. That's not this like juicy shot thrown at Kentucky. UK does not schedule tough in the non-conference because of their SEC schedule. Louisville, over the years, has been more willing to play one tougher out-of-conference game than Kentucky. These things are factually true and shouldn't trigger or upset anybody. I don't think anybody uh, was triggered or upset about it. I, I appreciated that uh, somebody was breaking down the semantics of the language that the sheriff used in his tweet too, and it's like, you all, this is obviously not a direct quote. Y'all, why are you taking this as gospel right now? Um, Mark Stoops was asked about, um, hey, if you had Oklahoma and Texas, how, how does that affect the schedule? Do you still want U of on it? And he just like looked at John Hale like, I've not given one ounce of thought to that. And I believe that wholeheartedly. There's some stuff like when Stoops is like, oh, we don't read any of our press clippings, like bullcrap. Like, oh, we don't like the distraction of our names being mentioned for big head coaching jobs. Bullcrap. Like, I'm not buying some of that stuff. I'm buying that Mark Stoops just, like, doesn't give a thought to 
whether this Louisville series is going to be renewed right now or not. It's as far as he's concerned, they're playing this through what, 2027, 2028? It's booked for a few years. So it ain't going anywhere um in the immediate future. Here to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it in in the slightest. Text around the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 says, UK fans kill me. We're a good football team. We have a lot of pieces coming back next year in a damn good recruiting class as well. But the few U of L fans with their hopes up thinking they're going to take us down with Lamar 2.0, it ain't happening. We're going to go into their house with more fans, rip their collective hearts out, put it in a blender, drink it down, poop it out, stomp on it, wipe it off that stupid Cardinal bird's teeth in midfield on Saturday, and there's no other outcome. Suck it, Loserville, and L's down all day, every day. I hate Louisville. <laughs> what a, great, a beautiful text. Great start. Gosh, so articulate. It's, it, it, it's, it's, and it's true, too. It's true. Going to be a ton of blue there on Saturday. They're lucky it's going to be so cold. You know, a lot of jackets, brown, black jackets. Yeah, yeah. Your car hurts out. Had, had some of the, yeah, had some of the cover. You think we'll still get the beat guy? Does the beat guy still show up? The dude that paints his face? Yes. Man, it's got to be exhausting to be that guy. Or like the glitter guys at Florida State. When you dedicate to a bit, make it a... A bit with paint just would be a lot. Yeah. Even or A bit with a mask, too, would be a bunch. I think wearing like a... A crazy jersey is probably the farthest I would go. No, oh, you know, John's a crazy Evansville fan, and they lost a heartbreaker. Three OT loss last night. Three Ooh. overtimes? Mm-hmm. No wonder he hasn't texted in yet. Oh, man. Sorry, John. Could have been bowling night. Could have been. Just really, you just really never know. Yeah, they did. Uh, anything else crazy in college basketball last night? No, I don't really no. think so. Illinois, oh, Illinois, Illinois got killed again. Yeah, and they had Kofi Coburn back too. They're in a lot of college basketball. Like experts were like, "Hey, this Illinois team, like Kofi, better be really, really good because they did lose pretty much everybody." And I think one of their other players got hurt. So yeah, right between they, IO and then you had Brandon Miller transfer. They got absolutely by seventeen in the second half. Yeah, they lost, and then you lose their coaches as well. Florida's playing well. For, for what that's worth, Kentucky number 10 in the AP poll in basketball, if you're into that sort of thing. Currently not scheduled to play a ranked team. Tied for 10th. Y'all ever seen that? Yeah, it's happened. It's rare. Uh, in the grand scheme of how often there are polls, I guess technically it is rare. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Not totally uncommon. But not scheduled to play a ranked team until January 15th. Ohio State winning last night against Seton Hall. They'll, they'll probably be ranked by the time that game rolls around in December. But the way it's set up right now, Cats don't face a ranked team till January 15th. Mm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Man, only Louisville was good at sports. Mm, if only. If only. A texter on the Thornton text line says, should have sent that one later today so Rutherford could read it aloud. The lowly cards fan. I don't listen to the show, but I'd like to hear a response. Yeah, so they've if you text in from three to six, they just they they read it if you're a UK fan. Well, he was referring to the text that you all just read. Right, I know. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So he would have they would have read that. Would have been pretty good. 
My opinion, this team is working to get better. The coaching staff is moving them in the right direction. Other than turnovers, the stat sheet looked really good, not to beat a dead horse. This team is being coached to improve, unlike the previous staff. Is this a basketball or football text? Could be both, no. <laughs> With all the turnovers last night for the <laughs> basketball team, maybe I, maybe I, so. I think it's a football text. Is it? It's a football text. I think it could wouldn't bring it, up it could be for both, really, though. Or maybe maybe it's a U of L text. Yeah, they don't have turnovers, do they? <laughs> I will say, uh, Keon Brooks, second, first half or second half, Keon Brooks, two different people. Let's get second half, Keon. <laughs> he had four turnovers the other night in the first half. No, five. And then last night it was two turnovers, zero in the second half. Just has to get a feel for the game. I think it's more likely Cal doesn't trust the refs when it comes to playing guys with two fouls. Well, it's a good text because it literally came up again last night. Yeah. Oscar Shibway gets in foul trouble. With only eight scholarship players, they they ended up kind of testing him, letting him play with with some foul trouble, and did a good job. I didn't like that charge he took. That wasn't a charge. That was a bad call that went Kentucky's way, and he doesn't need to be taking that in that situation when he's in foul trouble. But, Roush, I think it's important. Like, similar to my take in hour number one, that, like, stop playing help defense. You need to let these guys learn, and we need to learn who can do what and who can do and who can't do what. I think you got to kind of, in these crappy games where you know you're going to win, right. I think you need to let people play with foul trouble and, and let's see. If Oscar picks up his fourth foul with 18 minutes to go in the second half, then, you know, dumb on him. We'll, we, we'll get a better idea that you can't trust him in foul trouble. But he's got to be able to learn and, and figure that stuff out as, on his own. Yeah, I, I like that Cal has just – he keeps using his post-game press conferences to coach refs on how to officiate Oscar. Some of the – Man, the the fourth foul they called on him was just just patently just a bad call. The ref was behind. Yeah, it was a bad. And, it was and, a bad call. He just like, but he saw enough to get the reach. Man, I the, the can I can I also can I nitpick Oscar now? Nope, please. Sorry, not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, but we, no, go ahead. Love Oscar. Love his hustle. Love his shot too. He's great facing the basket. Not great with his back to the basket. Like at all, where even Keon Brooks, if you give him like a one on one and he could dribble a little bit with his his back to you, he's gonna find a way to get a nice little hook shot and knock it down. Oscar though, as soon as somebody digs for help, it's it's the ball's out, the ball's loose. He takes so much time. He just needs a quick one step hook shot. It's because he doesn't try hard. No, you okay, Bob Huggins? Get the <laughs> hell out of here. But he really like that. That's just like the one thing missing from his game is just a quick hook shot, like either quick hook shot or or kick it back out or and face the basket. Yeah, nothing he really does offensively is quick. Yeah, it's it, it nothing it is, and you can learn that. I think we are nitpicking. I think it's fair to say that it's just that that right now when he, I just I feel if he catches in the post, it's either got to be a face up and shoot a shot or kick it back out for me because he's not really doing anything else. He's got he's got to work on that because what he needs to do is work like he he's doing a good job getting the ball at that like six seven foot spot. Ideally, he'd get it even further down, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. He'd catch that from that like six seven foot spot, you know, 
two or three feet away from the block. Mm-hmm. And then once he realizes he's got a smaller defender on him, just get your back. I'm kind of I'm impersonating him more, which isn't good for radio. But get you know get a feel for it. Turn around and shoot. Turn around and shoot. As soon as you kind of know you got a smaller guy on him, turn around and just kind of exact- lean on him like you're getting ready to do that because it's how the guy took the charge on him. He knew that Oscar was going to dribble it four it's, times, exactly, and then lean into him. Just lean back, give just so one you know dribble, where, just so then, you know where he is, and then step back. Boom. You don't. I don't even think you need to step back. I think you need to turn around one handed, just go up with it. You're going to release it so high, anyways. But and we're nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the that's the nitpick is that Oscar does not have a back to the basket kind of game, and I just don't want him picking up fouls, no. trying to muscle his way through no. people because people are going to take charges on him all year sure. doing that stuff. And like, you know, you there's going to be a big game. He's going to get in foul trouble, and we're going to be frustrated, and we're going to be annoyed with it. It's just a matter of time. And because. So much fun to watch rebound. Luckily, Kentucky doesn't play a big game for a good bit. So at least have that going for us. Ooh. Oh. Butler, one and a half point favorite against Texas AM today. Uh. TJ Likey. Day uh, basketball. We're in it. We, we, we're, were, we're, we were watching. Uh, you like that for Butler or AM? I like that for Butler. Really? They just got smoked last night. So did AM. Well, AM's just not good, though. They're not. Uh, we, we were recording a football podcast yesterday. And then went down to the bar to like grab some food and you know finish up some work before I was heading home. And uh, Drew decided to put a live bet on uh, Texas A and M at ten and a half, and they had it covered for the last like two minutes. And then of course, start fouling. And then all they need to do is make one more shot to cover, and then miss a three that hits like the bottom of the backboard on the opposite side to to lose the wager. It's brutal. That's gambling, Br- buddy. A brutal just day basketball beat on a live line. Hoosiers 22.5-point favorite, Justin. Oh, that's an easy cover. What? Wow. Easy cover. Not even going to – are you going to take an alt line? Uh, my, probably so, yeah. Wow. I mean, they they destroyed the last two teams they played, Louisiana and whoever it was. But those, those games should have been closer. Jackson State's awful. Are they? Yeah, easy cover. Bet it. Oh, gosh. I haven't heard confidence like this since Bad. I told you St. Thomas more that one time. At least take 24 and a half. Oh, my god! And before that, that, the most confidence I've ever heard from Justin was that Indiana's winning over eight games in football. Jeez. What was that? How poor was that? Yeah. It's like that time <laughs> that I a... said the L Duke game was going to be the under. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, being wrong. I've had some bad All right, I'm in on Indiana. Oh, he's in. No alt line? This is Indiana. No. Oh, no, it's 22 and a half points. Indiana sucks. They're going to win by 28. That's hard enough as is. Nick, take 27 and a half. Trust (laughs) me. Trust you. Trust me. I love, too, taking an alt line when, like, you – like if. Especially if you you and I, Justin, we we play pennies. We're like ten dollar betters. Yeah. And alt line is the difference between one dollar and two dollars. <laughs> like it is it is so insignificant. Or four dollars, debating or depending on what line you take. It is so insignificant to just. <laughs> I have I'm really not a ten dollar bet. I'm more of a twenty dollar better. But okay, so uh, still, I, nice. I rest my case. It's not that significant. I got to take a couple weeks off. I've been too cold. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I just placed that bet. <laughs> Well, really no, well, no, I'm, so I'm not placing it, so it'll hit. No, no, yes. no, you're missing the damn point. Darn point. Sorry to that guy in Tennessee. <laughs> 
Justin, if you're not confident in betting it, you shouldn't tell other people to bet it. Oh, no, I am confident in betting it, but I told myself this weekend that I'm taking a couple weeks off. I I wish I could bet it, but I'm I'm going to stick to my guns. It's kind of like you not drinking bets, alcohol in February and January. That's for thee, not me. But I don't go around telling people to get hammered. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Probably should, though. I, I will this year. Yeah. Yeah. I might join you on that. I've been debating it. Uh, would be really hard for me. You can do it, buddy. Might make for some good radio if I did it. How? If good. I if I mess up and have to apologize, you would be honest enough with us. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah, but you're you've lived the bachelor life. You're going to different bars each weekend, drinking. No, I don't really people. go to bars. You work at one, so that's true. You're at a but, bar every day. But I can't drink at it. What? Can you? Can't what you? kind of bartender doesn't drink well, on the job? You know, it's it's. <laughs> like, actually... I've never. I, don't, I every bartender I've ever known is getting at least some, like because people pay, pay for drinks for you. It's, Same with appraisers. It's pretty up in the air whether I can drink or not, but normally I do not. People don't buy you drinks though, ever. If I'm if I'm there on a day I'm not supposed to be there, and somebody offers me a drink, yeah, I'll take it. But like when they order. I guess you also are working at hotel bars. People aren't necessarily just like, uh, three shots and uh, get one for you, too. Yeah, no, because it's like $1,000. Oh, high dollar. Hotel pricing. High That's not, why we could only get good. one free beer, not two, when <laughs> yeah. we come and visit them. That's right. You're going to share it with just, straw, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. at the, the sock hop. <laughs> the soda fountain. The texture says, Wandell did the eyes emoji in, hmm, to a see you in 2022 Kroger Field post on Instagram. He's not coming back. How can he go? I don't understand. What do you mean? Is this not only his second year out of high school? Didn't he no. go to Nebraska for a year? For two, two years. years. Oh, this okay. is year three. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So he can bounce. Yep. And he's a little dude, takes a lot of hits. Probably best for him to go get that NFL money. Although, nice to see that he's not hurting. I'm a little surprised we haven't heard like Wheeler with nil deals. I just figure folks love that dude. Yeah. It's it's so early too. It is. It took uh the football team, you know, a couple weeks to get rolling. Basketball, still young. We'll see. I have a feeling once uh, the calendar turns to 2022, you've got a bunch of firms with their 2022 advertising budget kind of stuff. I, I can see them starting to invest more then. Texter says, any injury updates on top in and where? Just being extra cautious or what? I think that's. I've got no inside scoop whatsoever, but uh, that would seem to be the case. I'm a little bit weirdly more concerned about where. I, I don't know. Toppin, we saw a little bit in the Duke game, and it's a bruised shoulder. If that really is what it is. Like, shouldn't he be back on a bruised shoulder? Yeah, but I think it's just the uh, – let's take our extra time. I think so, too. And I also think part of it's like a little bit of a cop-out for Cal. Yeah. I don't have to worry about playing time if these guys aren't playing. Right. Right? Like, like more – Collins, you go, go work through some stuff right now. I'd love just to be able to, like – Hang out with Cal just to be able to pick his brain on substitution pattern ideas. I don't understand what his thought process is on a lot of that stuff. And he's like clearly a smart guy and he's a good coach. There's so there there's some heads and like even with the injury stuff too. What would the harm come out and be like, hey, we are we're hoping Jacob Toppin will be back by the first game in December. That's what the doctors are shooting for. Because they obviously have a turn time. This isn't just a hey, well, it's just pain tolerance for Jacob Toppin and Lance Ware. When they're ready to get out there, they'll be ready to get out there. No, there's clearly doctors saying, we think this day is when you should be. 
what would the harm be in coming out and saying that to us? None, but... But I think there's like the... Um, you don't want to do the kind of Keon deal last year where you anticipate that he's going to be back sooner and then it turns out he's not. Yeah, but then update us with that stuff, you know? Yeah, I also think a lot of it's just like, hey, it's early. I think I yeah. I know it is, but even then you could come out and just say, listen, he's going to be fine. We're taking time. Like you just being transparent is not going to hurt Kentucky in this situation at all. Not that they're the only team, not that they're the only team that does this stuff. They're not. It doesn't make it any less annoying. I think folks just want to see him. Hey, let's go to a break. Got to talk Will Levis, L's down stuff when we return. A little tease for you there. Love it. Got a lot more text on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. You have a choice. You can have the boat or the mystery box. What, are you crazy? We'll take the boat. No, 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 not so fast, Lois. A boat's a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. I'm on a boat and it's going fast and I got an article theme past me to Afghan. I'm the king of the world on a boat like Leo. If you own the show, then you show not me, oh. Great song. Senior spring break went on a cruise, and this was when that song came out. Oh, perfect. Needless to say, played yeah. too much, entirely too much. Way too much. Welcome back. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. we got a few quick hitters to get to. It's a conversation we'll have every year, twice a year, actually. This week, and then generally around the last week in August is the other time we have it. You wish the game was beginning of the season? <laughs> uh, I think that, yeah. I think it'd be more trash talk. Man, it's just in a perfect world, U of L at the beginning of the season, this week, Tennessee. Because think about how how positive they were going to that Ole Miss game. And yeah. they just got absolutely wrecked. It really has been like a roller coaster of following what U of L fans think of this team. And it also depends who, which U of L fans you were talking to, hearing from, discussing sports with. Always a dangerous game. But yeah, some were optimistic going in that game. Some were reasonable going in that game. But before this little two game stretch that has changed, that has flipped the tide in this game on Saturday, Louisville lost four out of five. Four out of five in two of those losses at home. Yep. So, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. It's it's been an up and down year for him. I always I I was willing to. I'll say it a thousand times. I'll I'll say it every time we talk about this. I was willing to give it a shot at the end of the year. I don't hate it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's better at the beginning. Yeah. You get packed stadiums at the beginning. You get all summer people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think it does more for football in this state in this region when you have people talking about that game for months mm-hmm. and weeks on end instead of you get five days. Five yeah. days during a holiday week where everything's you know shows squished. exactly. Yeah, you got basketball happening. At the you same get basketball time. happening at the same yeah. time. It's got it's got to go back to the beginning of the season. Have Kentucky play Tennessee during rivalry week. That's natural. We'll get pumped up about it. It'll still be a lot of fun. You can rotate that game obviously between Knoxville and Lexington. People are going to be 
they're going to be ready for it. Could have SEC implications, yeah. if not, you know, not necessarily for the East, unfortunately, but uh, for uh, bull pecking orders. You know what, though? Like, it helps a lot more to just have a nice win in the season instead of that Tennessee stupid game. Yeah, I do like I do like having some semblance of rivalry, but I also wouldn't care. Like, I wouldn't care. Like it's kind of nice, like oh, you have a rivalry, but you beat them and you get a lot of. Okay, we, we talk about this a lot. There's a lot of false momentum that you get into going into an off season. Like Louisville has it right now. They've got the false momentum going towards the end of the season. It's just fickle. It, yeah, momentum's yeah. fickle in, in sports. You you get that at um, the the same with. Um, the bowl wins too. Like you get a lot of like Kentucky got artificial momentum last year from that bowl win over NC State. You know, like you you can kind of build that. So it is kind of nice to be able to beat up on the cards at the end of the year. That's that's one thing that's nice. It doesn't make it as fun for us, but I think it does help the Kentucky football program overall. I think the last week of the year can be spun as this is a mini bowl game, and whether it's Tennessee or Louisville, I. You can kind of go all out. You don't have to worry about players getting hurt as much where you got weeks to recover. So I don't I don't mind if – I would like it maybe to be Tennessee or a decent opponent, but I just want Louisville at the beginning of the season. I just think it's better. I think it's better for both programs. I think it's better for fans in the state. I think it's better for football in this state. Certainly, certainly better for radio and content mm-hmm. uh, to have all summer to be Without able to talk about that stuff. They took a chance on it. I don't blame them. They need to switch it back. Maybe when they – Texas and Oklahoma join the fold. That gets discussed, although I doubt it gets moved. I think I think we're locked into this UK Uval game being in November for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think we are as well. Um, aside from the Governor's Cup, there's something I did want to mention as well tonight. Big game tonight, 10 p.m. Dickie V returns to the sideline uh, for Gonzaga versus UCLA. One two. Very exciting. Yeah, It'll be cool to see him. It's gonna be awesome, baby. And I know as much as people like to. Oh God, Dick Vitale's but like I gotta love that guy. College basketball isn't the same without him. Right. Right. It's gonna be awesome, baby. Very very happy. He uh he gave that cancer that one two punch and now he's back on the sideline. So gonna be an exciting night. Gonna try to stay up late for that one. Is he back for good or special appearance type of thing? I think it'll be more sp- like I don't think he's gonna have such a regular schedule. Um, probably like you know, just once a week. I think he was doing two games a week, but uh, starting off with this one, it's a big one. So glad to see it. All right, another thing I wrote down: the Will Levis thing's kind of corny. Oh, I love it. I don't love it. Well, oh yeah, I, come on, we got to go. Elf Down's great. If he would have just changed his name without the tweet, I think I would have even been more okay with it. Like just the the more subtle, the better that that this was gonna be. But I don't think it needs to turn into a thing where UK fans just do sevens all week or upside down L's and they're typing and stuff. I also all don't week. know how they do that. Either. I don't know how they do it. I just thought it was a seven. <laughs> it's impressive. No, it's not. It's not I, a I thought, seven. I thought it was too, but nope, it's not. It is, it is an upside down L. Uh, you got to think though, TJ. This is, there's an entire state that they will do. They will put X's instead of M's for an entire week. So like, this is just what rivalries are about. And I'm I'm all for. Will Levis completely embracing the L's down as soon as he said on Canvas. Because you know it just annoys the bejesus out of him. Yeah, Trevor and the... the, the oh, uh, God. The, like, they, they're like, oh, we're, guy we're, from, we're guy, not bothered! Guy from Connecticut, guy from Connecticut is so in, intertwined in the, in the rivalry. Because you've got to be Jordan Watkins to get excited for the rivalry. 
That's uh, nobody else can. Nope. Oh, you ha- you can only be from Louisville. I think it's a little tiny bit forced, but got all the U of L dorks talking. So that's good. They had a notion that all the UK quarterbacks that have ever been super pumped up for this game always stink in it. And they had Patrick Dolz as their example. Terry Wilson loved this rivalry. Steven Johnson, remember when he had how many yards against Louisville? God, that's just so many bad takes. <laughs> they, like, they, where, they, where? They, they say stuff that it's just like, gosh, if you all just, I mean, it's very easy, like, no, wrong. Right. It was like yesterday when somebody asked Mark Stoops, when was the last time that this rivalry rarely gets played at night, except for the last time that Kentucky played at Louisville? Yeah, come on, let's do our let's do our homework. That is true. I mean, it it is only the second time though since but they've it, moved it to the end. Was the last time, but it was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. Steve said, uh, "I've been told they serve beer there." <laughs> I bet you know that. I bet you know that, Stoops. Oh boy, a texter says on the Thornton text line. And by the way, don't forget to download the Thornton's app. Anytime you're going to fill up gas, it's going to save you some money. It's super easy, and who wouldn't want to just save a few bucks every now and then with these gas prices? Any injury update? Oh, we got that one. I can't bring myself to care about UK's home non-conference schedule. Maybe if the SEC wasn't the best conference in the country, it would be different. There are still plenty of great games at Rupp Arena. Yeah, the SEC. How about this, Roush? Uh-huh. Not sure if you – I had to do like a double take to see if it was football or basketball or what sport. Six SEC teams in the top 25 leads the most by any conference. Wow, best conference ever. It just means more. Second? Just means more. The Big East. Wow. They've got four, so not within one. And then you got the Big Ten at three. We all know the Big Ten's a good conference. Pac-12 at three, a little surprising because they're not. WCC at two, uh, great. You got the American at two, good for the American. Way to go, Memphis. Everybody's proud of you. ACC at one, that can't be right. What? No, there's no way the SEC is six teams ranked and the ACC just one. Wow. For what it's worth, Big Ten will have five next week. Duke's ranked. We know that Louisville's got to be ranked, right? North Carolina? North Carolina's got to be ranked. I mean. Traditional power Syracuse? You got Virginia. They've been really good lately. Yeah. No way that they're not ranked. Wait, no, they're not. Just Duke. Wow. Just the Duke. Where's the Louisville lock at right now? To care to comment? Oh man. So by the way, he's still fighting over schedules. Lock. What schedules? Are I don't know. He was fighting with BTI. It was very cute. This is like a classic eight forty gag. Him and BTI. Just going back and forth. Ah, felt like 2009 all over again. Hmm. <laughs> They're arguing if Kentucky or who would win the Kentucky-Virginia game. <laughs> Here's the thing, U of L fans. They, they, they'll point out strength of schedule. They'll point out their division versus Kentucky's division. I don't care what any metric says. Kentucky played better football teams with more talent this season and pretty much every season as long as Kentucky's going to be in the SEC. I know that Florida collapsed. Football, unlike any other sport, the ball can get rolling when things are going bad, 
and you can look like a completely different team two months later. There's no sport like it where things can change as dramatically. We see it every single season. So the team Florida, or the team, the Florida team Kentucky beat was a good team, and they would have beaten Louisville by a bajillion. LSU, solid team that Kentucky beat. Not a great I didn't think they were all that great heading into the season for what it's worth. Still, light years more talent. Would have been the most talented, maybe the second most talented team U of L would have faced all year. Mississippi State's out uh, in what world is Mississippi State not a good team? They're uh Tennessee they're on, they as can, much they, as they we hate potentially them. New Year's six if they beat they win the egg ball this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't care what metrics say, and I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care if they put in all the they, uh, and also, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. It's it's about playing the teams that you play. And, and do you it, win more games or do you lose more games? It, it, sure. Louisville blew a sure. bunch of leads and lost three one-score games, right? They lost games that they, they probably should have won. They did. They, they lost, blew it. They did. They did. And if Louisville fans feel this way, then I'm not going to try to convince you any other way. I mean, you're wrong, but I'm not going to try. I'm not going to waste my time on it. If you feel like the teams you've played are similar to Kentucky and you've been competitive, then then good. Feel good going into the game. I'm pretty sure, it's my opinion, that the teams Kentucky has been playing, for the most part, have been better than Louisville. Like Tennessee's better than Louisville. Mississippi State's better than Louisville. Georgia's better than Louisville. LSU, at that time, better than Louisville. Florida, at that time, better than Louisville. At South Carolina, probably pretty similar. Missouri, at that time, you know, probably pretty similar. Different teams do different things. So I'm confident Kentucky's pretty battle-tested. They've seen a lot of what Louisville's going to bring, and they've seen much better versions of it. Louisville, I think you could go down and say maybe Ole Miss, or you'd say probably Ole Miss. And I don't know. I don't think there's a team that you'd say and say, well, you know what, we did this against them, and they are much better than Kentucky. But if you but if Louisville fans feel like they're battle tested and they're ready to go into this game and they've seen a lot of what Kentucky's gonna do, it'd be a real shame if you all ended up super flabbergasted and surprised again, like uh, hmm. you know, the last time these teams played. More like Trey Trey Washington. <laughs> says one texter. I like that. A texter <laughs> says, maybe it's bad luck that our opponent's best player has been in Keon's position. Maybe he's just bad defensively. You can definitely say that about Paolo. That's a tough matchup for anybody. Uh, I don't think Keon is a great defender. Yeah, not the best. No, but... He's also the tweener where you don't... like You you want him to be able to do more big things, but he's a little small for that. So, you know, you, you get kind of the best of both worlds with the guy that's in between. But you know what? He's still playing well offensively, and he's rebounding well. I think that's... I can overlook some of the defensive woes if he continues to be aggressive on the boards. At eight last night, was it 12 the other night? So, like, just keep attacking the glass because Kentucky needs somebody besides Oscar Sheba cleaning boards. 
playing aggressive down there. Windows 6, says a texter, you're asking to get hacked. Windows 10 now, baby. Wow. wow, we are moving into the 21st century. So you were able to figure out this unbelievably complicated task that left everybody stumped on Sunday. I don't understand it. I straight up asked Trevor last night when he called me. I was like, what exactly did you do for two hours? What did he say? He gave me the runaround. I was still feeling bad from my food poisoning, yada, yada. Yeah, wasn't good. I was like, Trevor, that, would, that took me five minutes to figure out that that's what needed to happen. I don't know why you couldn't do it. We would have been good to go for yesterday. Not surprising. Not surprising. Who was this tone deaf to put top in, who seemingly has a tor- torn, torn shoulder at this point, playing pool as the halftime video? Um, I, that, Those things were recorded like three months prior, so like I don't know what... Yeah, I saw like some they, UK fans are like, oh, they're well enough to play kickball, and I didn't know what they were talking the about. The kickball thing was done in the summer. Do you think they're playing kickball in 30-degree weather, you <laughs> morons? My God. TJ's playing volleyball like, in 30-degree weather. All of this stuff is like buffered <laughs> for them moron, to... Though. Like they, Folks, in television, not everything you see on the screen is happening as it happens, okay? Yes, when they go to the studio, there's a lot of times where they might pre-record things. Yeah. Believe it or not, a lot of things, especially on the SEC Network Plus broadcasts, will be pre-recorded. It's just how it goes. Supposedly, after two people hit the half-court shot for ten thousand dollars, they have. Uh, oh, they got. They're getting old people out there now. Getting old people. Yeah the the one that they had Friday night, the person <laughs> didn't even make it. Like they barely made it to the free throw line. It so, was so bad. Is it timed, or do they have like three shots at it? It's timed, I okay. believe, because they they. Yeah, just cut the time in half is all you got to do. Old buddy, if you cut the time in half, old buddy that hit it but two, the thing is, two though, times is ago wouldn't have hit it. Best when you uh, listen have... to Justin on any matters of time. That's right. <laughs> I think legally when you have contests, though, they're agreed upon in advance. So, like, like, you have your specific rules and regulations, and I think that those were already agreed upon. Now they're just like, all right, how can we get around this? We just get people who we definitely think are going to miss these shots. We can't be giving over $10,000 every game. All willy billy. A text. Oh, gosh. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, Texter says Dante Allen, please just pump fake on your threes. Defenders blow right by you and you feel rushed on your shot. Kentucky guards, please move around on offense when you don't have the ball. Movement creates holes on the defense. Yeah. So some, some solid basics, solid tips. Do like. That is kind of fun when you get the guy who uh, just pump fakes and they blow by him and then they can kind of look around like, nobody's here. Let me take my time and shoot this three. Feels like a Kellen Grady kind of move. Man, I love watching him shoot a basketball. What do we got Even next when it go on the text in, line? It looks great. 17 free throw difference in the UT. Oh, my gosh. This guy really. And the Tennessee-UNC game yesterday, TJ, rarely happens. Yep. LOL, again, suck it, buddy. Again, Admit you're wrong, pal. So, Embrace it. Again, you are just so dumb. It's shocking that you're granted phone access with how idiotic that you actually are. Tennessee won by 17 points, and UNC shot 17 more free throws. It's nothing comparable to the Duke-Kentucky situation. In the slightest, it's not comparable to the Duke-Kentucky situation. 17 more free throws for the losing team. If anything, again, you're making my point for me. And Tennessee out-rebounded UNC by eight, so you explain that to me. 
how a team is better inside, yet the other team that lost by 17 shot 17 more free throws. You are Every time you do this, you make my point for me. And you have yet, yet to find one game between, between top 25 teams. Close games, you know, teams that are considered to be equal to one another. And, and I guess te- technically maybe Doof. Tennessee or UNC was ranked at that point. But still not a similar situation because it was a blowout, not a close game. And secondly, the team that was blown out was the one with the free throw discrepancy. Yeah. So you're not even close. Yeah. Try again. I look forward to your next text. Yeah, in my, uh, not two weeks from now, he'll be back. Ooh, a better text. Yeah, this is great. Who let TJ have control of the Powerade account? <laughs> it's a poll. It says, what is your favorite flavor of Blue Powerade? And it's just four options. Say Blue Powerade. All the options are Blue Powerade. That's all you ever need. <laughs> Salsaritas has the best on tap. It is delicious. I love that the the C answer has the most, too, because we're just trained to go with C. <laughs> 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 so true. Oh man. Uh Texture says, do yourself a favor and search U of L football gun and see all the different results that show up. Makes it extra funny they tried to make guns down and thing. Man, it is it's <laughs> 2017, 2018, September 2010, another one from 2018. One from 2020. Hey, but you know, guns are no joke. Texer says, Roush was right. He had a mouse in his pocket that he squeezed too hard. Oh, yeah, see? What was that in reference to? Lenny. Lemmy. Oh. Lenny. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now that you're actually saying that out loud, it does. Of mice and men. But it was still Tin the Rabbits. Yeah, that's that's the saying. But maybe that was the final straw. And he, well, had, and he had a pet mouse. I think what happened in the barn was probably the final straw. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weird thing to make like 11-year-olds read or however old I was when I was reading that book. Also, there was a lot of stuff that we read that like you just didn't get when you were reading. Sure. Like, oh, like, tons. Uh, Did you ever read Flowers for Algernon? No. It was another just like terribly depressing, tragic book that I could imagine like somebody in their late 50s being like, yeah, this is great. But for like 13-year-olds, not, not so much. And especially like you're reading it and you don't really get it, and then you've got to read the pages again, and then it just loses mm. the effect. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Um, Texas says, look, Roush, I don't think Allen is good at all, but we don't need to put him down like Lenny, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that big dum dumb regarding in this texture on the Thornton section. Not Lenny, talking, but Trevor. Talking about Trevor. <laughs> or Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> That irrational confidence is something Scooter wishes he could have. Oh, it's true. And it it doesn't take it doesn't take anybody with any sort of brains to listen to Trevor and just say you are deflecting. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is total deflecting because it's not backed with like, ra- I mean he never was backed with like rational thought and logic. It was all just like you you can't stop Cunningham. But hey, Trevor, let me ask you this: yeah. How is U of L going to slow down Kentucky? <laughs> How you've seen this defense? We're going to do good things and we're going to stop them. He said he's not worried about Louisville being able to stop Kentucky. Correct. <laughs> also, do you remember how much he loathed, absolutely loathed Cunningham last year? Yes. I mean, just like was ready to ship him off to Timbuktu. Correct. And now Kentucky can't stop him. Doesn't stand a chance. Hey, he's had a hell of a year. I'm taking nothing away from Cunningham. He's going to be an absolute handful for Kentucky. I just think Kentucky's going to be ideally Roush living in the backfield with him. Not giving him time, 
and I and and it's going to be a big game for UK up front. Josh Pascal, you know, we talked about how Bowley, Mark Stoops said yesterday, Roush, that Bowley's just not a hundred percent, and you can tell watching him play. Mm-hmm. We need him back to a hundred percent. Definitely uh, need Jordan Wright. Need the defense as healthy as possible, and I think like they rested a lot on Saturday. Did you notice how much DeAndre Square played? You probably didn't because he was on the sideline for a lot of the game. I was going to say I did not notice exactly. at all. Yeah. And I didn't know if you were going to say he didn't play at all or if you were going to be like he played every snap. Like, <laughs> I don't Actually, now that you mentioned, I have no idea. No idea, <laughs> yeah. They just they played a bunch of different guys. They, they were letting them get their rest. So they're going to be well-rested entering this game. That's good to hear. That's what, that's what it, that's, again, if Kentucky can get pressure up front and it can be like the last few games in this series where UK's defensive line looks better than Louisville's offensive line, Cats are going to cruise. Won't even be because Kentucky's going to do a lot of really nice things offensively. I'm confident in that. Defensively, I think it just starts up front. Mm-hmm. And if they can, if, if Cunningham if has pr- all day to sit back see, there and pick his lanes and pick his throws, then it's going to be trouble for Kentucky. That's the the key to this game because Kentucky has been much improved in the trenches in recent weeks. Even going back to that Tennessee game, they've been getting after the quarterback. You you've got to be able to apply pressure on Cunningham and do it by like hey, let's just run a twist or something with four guys up front. We don't have to bring five or six or seven to be able to get pressure. That's what's going to be uh, really significant. And Bully is one of those guys that can take up two or three guys, occupy a bunch of space, and then you get somebody coming free ready to make the sack. Love it. And you give them a sack lunch. Nah. Kentucky will not punt Saturday. They'll either score or turn the ball over. UofL will have a decent offensive game, but Kentucky will get some defensive stops. Maybe this is like saying the team that scores with the most points will win Saturday, but I think if Kentucky's defense more stops than the offense has turnovers, they'll win. I mean, that is actually great rationale because I'm at the, I think a lot of this game is going to come down to Louisville can only win if they force a bunch of untimely turnovers for Kentucky like that's that's their their key to success um their magic wand and I really I, I don't know how else like because Kentucky will be able to run the football and they'll be able to control the clock and it's it's got me fired up frankly it got me very fired up for this game another texture like the board game risk do the stripper polls in the UofL tailgate become ours after we defeat and conquer UofL yeah, actually, that's how that that works as well. And we, it's uh, instead of like BYOB, it's take TYOB, take your own moldy seat home with you. Oh, yeah. So Let's just say the, take your own beer, so we could take the beers out of the stadium and bring them to the crow. U of L fans know. are um, taking this message board post that says, "I guess no place is safe anymore, but that area at night is not good for longevity. Good luck going back to your car in the dark if you have to walk very far." Uh, just a UK fan that talked about how that part of town is dangerous. Yeah, hey, that's not so bad. Also, yeah, like what are they talking about it being dangerous over there? It's it's not. It's it, it's a dumb it's a dumb post from a Kentucky fan. If it actually is a Kentucky fan, parking lot. Like what? Is, what? But U of L in their little media cult, they this has turned into uh, the utmost hilarity. Utmost, yeah. Top of the line. Doesn't get better than it. Man, they they just get they they're bored. Yep. All those media all those media members are just so bored. What will be even sweeter when UK wins this weekend? Louisville will be under six and a half wins. Good call, Nick. It's money making time. Woo-hoo-hoo! Wow, that on the line as well. Yep, yep. Season win totals. That's a big deal. Yep. John here. 
Beautiful good morning to you all. Boy, I hope my aces get this 10 a.m. morning victory this time. The cats were TCB last night. Taking care of business. Ah, every day. I really like the combination of Wheeler and Washington. We have Chris Rodriguez, and UofL does not. Enough said. They don't have anything close. He has 160 yards and two touchdowns for that trash defense. Suck it, Louisville. Got to go talk to you later. Uh, Another texture. I don't want to blow by John's, but it says, Scooter, just be better, my man. And what's really, what's really going to hit is you're ending the show with Nickelback, aren't you? You're a Nickelback. No, guy. you're not doing Nickelback. No, no I've already played my Nickelback. People, oh, sorry. All right, no. you already got your Nickelback in. Yeah. People forget that UK's one and two running backs rushed for 200 yards against U of L last go around on nine carries or 11 carries. Excuse me. <laughs> Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier Smoke rushed for 200 yards on not, on 11 carries. Man, that's a lot of yards, TJ. Yep. Are it, you sure it was only 11 carries? It sure as heck was, buddy. But even that combined, not only didn't uh, top, wouldn't be UK's leading rusher in that game, or the leading average, believe it or not, in rushes per carry. That would have been Lynn Bowden, who had 284 yards on the ground, averaged 13 yards per carry, found the end zone four times. Wow. That was just such an absolute bloodbath. And Cunningham played in that game, played horribly, 6 of 11 passing, and uh, had 11 rushes for 27 yards, so he couldn't get really anything going on the ground in that game. So, again, two years ago, teams are different, no doubt about that. How different, though, I think is what UL fans need to be asking themselves. Texter says, I listened to some Louisville radio yesterday to gauge their thoughts on the game. The sheriff came on, and wow, this dude is unbearable. Um, he said UK fans are scared because the line the, the line moved from two to two and a half. If for any other reason the Cats need to win to shut up Deputy Doofus, he is a tool. Mm. UL fans are just – I think they're losing their minds over the line because, one, they're surprised by it, and, and two, they, they think, like, Kentucky fans are triggered by it. Kentucky fans don't care. Let's make some money, baby. I think part of it is they don't. Like, I don't think they like being they, – they want to be the underdog. They want to play the underdog card, and instead Kentucky gets to play it. It's a fun card to play. You know, Stoops is going to play, and they're going to come out and just smash their faces. Like, God, it's going to be glorious. And here's what I'm going to do if Kentucky wins on Saturday. I'll show you a little playbook. I'm going to just ridicule the line because they think it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Vegas is wrong all the time. Yeah. I am surprised. I'm a little surprised it is what it is, but, but The sharp whatever. money is on them. That's a little but, surprising. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And sadly, probably just going to have to remind folks that we told you so Man. from the get-go. Yep. From the get-go. Texter on the Thornton text line says, this is how I imagine. Oh, we got that one. Oh, no, we didn't. This is how I imagined Scoot's bartending at the bar. So there was a gif with it. Adam a gif? What was, yeah. what was happening in the gift? What was happening? Uh, in the I gym? think it was always sunny. Where he's just dancing around behind the bar. It was Dennis, always sunny, yeah. wearing a tank top. Oh, I think it's where they. Is that where they make it the gay bar? It, yeah, and they don't realize it. Yeah, but <laughs> well, this is after. That's the pilot. This it's is great. A, this is after Dennis realizes that it is though. Oh, so now they like play into it. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam, it is it is not accurate. I do not have that much energy at work. I do the bare minimum. For I my could people. probably. I've never seen Justin work, but I would confirm. I yeah. bet he's leaning on just like. Oh, I'm. Ugh. How many oh. bathroom breaks do you take during a bartending shift? One. I'm just, I, I don't drink anything. 
<laughs> yeah, but you take one during our show. One. Well, is he drinking? That, the, is he drinking? Morning time. Morning time's different than afternoon. You got to drink. In terms of bathroom, yeah, you got to drink in the morning time. <laughs> How about Lynn Bowden? I seem to remember him being pretty pumped up about the rivalries. Our quarterback, Wolvo, trying to suppress memories about their father. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the funny thing is that like Trevor's excuse for why things are different is because Kentucky doesn't have Lynn Bowden. So I think what Trevor is insinuating is Kentucky may throw for more than one completion. <laughs> Remember when like, the only beat, pass they threw was a like a flea flicker? UK <laughs> UK scored forty five points on U of L and completed one pass. Didn't he only throw two? Correct. Yeah. Oh man! So you're telling me they didn't go play pool and kickball at halftime? No, the team is not playing uh, kickball. Well, what do you think they do at halftime? I mean, that college basketball halftimes are far too long, and it's because they need to get in their billiards and their, their kickball kick- games. <laughs> oh, so silly. U of L fans just still seem surprised that there are dumb UK fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, it like, blows their mind each and every time. Oh. Uh, yet the hilarity is they can't even look themselves in the mirror and, and see that uh, sometimes got, they have goofs as sometimes well. Sometimes you got to be starting with the man in the mirror. Oh my goodness! Can't believe it's already nine oh four. Where does the time go? It flies. Uh, hey, Dylan, Bill, uh, Dil, Dylan Ballard shouted us out on Twitter. Well, shout out, Dylan. Says that he enjoyed the daily listen of KRC. Very nice of him. Thanks, Dylan. All right, everybody, have a great Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow. We're recording a little something something today. I think you folks are gonna like it. So. More on that later. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Wednesday. Have a good Tuesday.